what do you like better, that gig or this gig? Oh, dude, this gig's killer, man, 100%. You get to you get shred and you get your second family. I didn't have too much of a second family at the thrift shop. Welcome back to the Mountain Podcast, where we take an insider look at what it takes to make a ski area happen. The Mountain is created by and for ski area employees in the Northwest. Now, this is going to be our second run together, and it's going to be an easy to intermediate type episode. We're going to time travel. Back in November, I popped in on a job fair at a smaller ski area in the region, and then... I headed over to Portland to Snovana, where that event was taking place at the Oregon Event Center back just before Thanksgiving. So we're time traveling because I think it's useful to take a look at how things go before the snow falls. Check in on that preseason vibe. Road trip. All right, let's do it. Here we are, my second day on the job and I'm messing around with, uh, with a new mic, a new tool of the job, only my second day, and I'm, I'm seeing what the tools are like here. All right, turning left. I'll tell you what road I turned left off of here in a minute. Um, now I'm on an access road that says I've got one mile, one mile to go to get down here to where we're going. I'm pulling into a ski area. See if you can figure out which one. It's in Oregon. It's peak elevation. It's 5,370 feet. It's base elevation. It's 4668. It's vertical rise, 1,035. This ski area has five lifts, 32 trails, and listed skiable acres is 800, 800 skiable acres. Do you know where I am yet? I'm pulling into the parking lot now. The gate is open. My dash mercury in the car says 40 degrees. And I can tell you, there is not a drop of snow on the ground. All brown and green and forest, it's wet. Looks like it did get some rain. That's okay, it's early. On my right, as I'm descending into the parking lot, there's a lodge and a maintenance shop. Up ahead of me, I can see two lifts. Make that three lifts, all going up to the top. To my left is the bottom one of those lifts. Straight ahead of me in the parking lot, I see some RV hookups, one camper. I'm swinging to my right now. And this lodge is directly in front of me. It's got a green metal roof, 
kind of beige brown bricks and columns holding the thing up. We'll call it green trim. Know where I am yet? When I left my house, it didn't take me too long to get here. I left Bend, Oregon. Here's your big clue. I hopped on Highway 20 and I drove west, maybe about a half hour. And then I took that left. All right, by now, if you know the area, you know I'm at Hoodoo. And today, there's a job fair at Hoodoo as they're getting ready for the winter season. Pulled up, push park. I'm gonna go inside. And then, just so as it happens, I parked right next to a van, a Chevy Astro, and there was a woman inside getting ready to go into the job fair. So I said, what's up? Hello. How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm so glad to be back up here. Yeah? Yeah. I'm recording a podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. About mountain life? About mountain life, about ski area employees. Uh, really? Yeah. Do you work here? No, not yet. No, not yet? Oh. Do you want to talk to me for a second? Is that oh. cool? Yeah, don't tell me your name <laughs> unless you want to. I'm from Bend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right on. I'm going to hold this a little closer to you <laughs> just so I can pick you up a little. So you're trying to get a job at Hoodoo? Yes. Awesome. Yes. Cool. Where are you from? Central Oregon. From Central Oregon? Yeah. Yeah. Have you worked? You haven't worked at Hoodoo before? No, uh, but you... uh, I lived a lot of nights in the parking lot last year just so I could see. Yeah, I was oh. looking at the RV hookups <laughs> on the way in. Oh, no, I'm bare bones. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, so I guess I should explain here. Uh, so this is a van life situation for sure. Um, what is this van? It's a Ford Astro. Chevy Astro. Chevy Astro. All wheel drive. Picked it up for 500 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You worked at the ski area before? No. I no? I up at Brighton Bush Hot Springs. Okay. Yeah, mm, sorry. Just love Central Oregon though. Mountain life is fun, but yeah. I think it's a seasonal thing. Yeah, it, it, well, it can be. It definitely a big part of it is. Um, I'm not going to pound you with all the job interview questions because you're going to get some of those inside from other people. Uh, what was your first job? Uh, what, what am I applying? Oh, my first job ever. ever. First job ever. I've been working at Crater Lake National Park. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What'd you do there? Uh, housekeeping. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. What do you want to do here? Oh, I'd love to be a ski instructor this year. Okay. I've been teaching yoga for quite a while, and so I think those uh, teaching skills would transfer nicely to the mountain. Do you have another job? Uh, yeah, a variety, nomadic life. Yeah, stitching them together. <laughs> yeah, been there. Cool. Just living the cheap lifestyle to maximize time outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Uh, well, thanks. Good luck. Thank you. Yeah, have fun in there. All right, walked in. I'm inside. I'm in the building. Stairway going up. Doesn't look like there's much activity up there. Down here on the ground floor, just a nice little chalk sign. Down about knee height, sandwich board says, welcome to the job fair. A little heart, glad you were here. I'm Jordan. I'm Tracy. Tracy, is Julie around? Yeah, she is. I'll take, her, I'll take you to her. Awesome. What do you think of our t-shirt wall for the year? The t-shirt, tell me about the t-shirt wall. Look at the this. t-shirt wall is all pretty much new inventory for this, this 1920 season. And it just, it just looks like art up there. It does look like art. Voodoo there's art. A, there's a lot of neon. There's a lot of... Old school. There's plaid. You got to have your plaid. Yeah. Yeah. And everything says Voodoo. It looks pretty great, actually. That is an impressive t-shirt collection. Appreciate a moment to check it out. Yeah. Seriously, guys, that t-shirt wall at Voodoo is legit. It's the entire wall of the retail shop just right when you walk into the lodge at Hoodoo. Go check it out if you get over there this winter. But now 
Let's go find Julie. My name's Julie Shearer, and I am the front office and HR manager for Hoodoo Ski Area. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for, this will be my fourth year. Cool. Mm -hmm. What was your first job at Hoodoo? Uh, my first job, I actually worked in the retail department. When is I, that? I got hired on uh, the day before Christmas in 2015. Cool. Was that, what was your first job ever? Uh, my first job ever was working at a little cafe in Sisters called Allie's Deli. Yeah, awesome. So now you're a ticket front office and, and uh, HR. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I know what that is like. <laughs> a little intimidating my first year. Yeah. Um, I was 20, but I've grown so much, and now it, it's easy. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. So. Yeah, awesome. Cool. How many um, positions are you guys trying to hire today? We are actually hiring in every department. So we're hiring all the way from daycare to ski and ride school up into our grooming department as well and our mountain operations. Gotcha. How many positions total ballpark? I know it's kind of a full-time, part-time. You know, kind of I would say we're probably looking to hire anywhere from 30 to 60 to give a good good range. What's your ideal total headcount for the winter? Um, our ideal total headcount would probably be around 275, 275 to 300. Gotcha. Are you hiring any year-round positions today? Potentially with our mountain operations, that's kind of our only year-round kind of gig that we have currently. Um, I, there's always stuff to do, you know, during the summer with the cutting and, and the maintenance, but we're really kind of, you know, maybe one or two full-time yeah. positions. But you're around year-round, you're, you're in the summer, or what's your, what's your summer like? My summer, I go down to about two to, two to three days a week. I'm just here checking the phones, making sure everything's good, normal. Um, and then I actually work another job over the summer just for fun. I, I work at a, a tax store in Bend, so I, I do the horse thing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. So what's your gut check for snowfall this winter? Um, I think it's going to be kind of slow at the start, but then kind of once we hit late January, February, like last year, it's just going to hit like crazy just like it did. That's kind of been the Central Oregon thing the yeah. last few years is slow starts and then yeah, yeah February, yeah. March even. My husband uh, plows snow in the winter for the City of Sisters, and uh, they've just been noticing a trend of the snows just hitting later and later and later in the year. Yeah. Normally that late January, mid-February yeah. is when it really, really hits. Yeah. What jobs are you most, I, no, I don't want to say nervous, but you think are going to be the hardest ones to fill and where your most need is? Um, I think the hardest ones are going to be our uh, kind of mountain operations bringing positions. Um, it seems like there is a lack of groomers that are looking for jobs currently. Um, getting someone experienced in the field to do, to do that because they are you know, big pieces of equipment and, and they require a lot of attention and, and detail. And, uh, cool. We got a busy day. I'm going to let you get at it. I'm probably going to just try to talk to some job seekers too. Yeah. So in kind of the main cafeteria seating area, there were a bunch of tables lined out with signs on them for each department. And there were department supervisors, managers uh, hanging out, ready to speak with people. And just across from them, lots of tables full of job applicants, lots of pens up in the air, filling out applications, getting it done. I talked to some of them. Hey, you guys want to be on a podcast? Uh, you don't have to say your name if you don't want to. Kind of down. A little, a little bit? Sure, dude. Awesome. It's a podcast for ski area employees, which it looks like you three want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So you got pens in the air, applications down, filling stuff out. 
Uh, somebody, one of you three, tell me why you want to work at a ski area. Well, this is uh, me and my brother Jay's second year up here. We came out not last year, but the year before. And uh, it's like a second family up here, man. Like working up here is a blast. You have the ability to go out and shred the mountain, get some play time in, and as well as just having your second family around you, it's a blast to work here. So, so you've worked here before? Yeah, Jay and I both. But you got to fill out an application again. Yep, yeah, round two. I mean, I was kind of already in the door, but I think this just makes it look more official in the sense of everyone else because I haven't been here for a year. So. You know, oh, yeah, so yeah, you're off, definitely. So, no, you got to re-up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Are you trying to switch departments? Where'd you work before? Uh, so I mainstreamed in the kitchen last year and I kind of just tried to help where I could. Um, I'm going to try and bounce between the bar and the kitchen this year okay. and then possibly the powder shop, whoever else needs a hand and just work part time instead of full time like last time. So gotcha. Oh, so you have, do you have another job? You stitch uh, your jobs together? I'm going to try and stitch the bar and the kitchen together. I ran the kitchen with my brother Jay here. Majority of uh, the first season we were here, I was mainly over here besides playing out in the snow, obviously. But uh yeah, I'm gonna try to be at the bar as well as the kitchen this year. Just bounce back and forth. Right on. Uh, what was your first job ever? First job ever, I worked for a thrift shop when I was like 16 or 15, and we were basically like the donation go-getters. So people would call us from like 30 miles away and say, we have furniture, clothes, and toys, and all sorts of stuff. So we would haul out there in a box truck and basically pick it all up, haul it back to the thrift shop, and then sell it at a discounted price and kind of hook some people up. And work in the food bank as well. It's pretty sweet. It's a nice first gig, but what do you like better, that gig or this gig? Oh, dude, this gig's killer, man. Hundred percent. You get to you get shred and you get your second family. I didn't have too much of a second family at the thrift shop, and out here it just seems like everyone's on the same wavelength. Everyone gets along really well, and it's awesome. Right on. Absolutely. Well, I'm gonna let you guys get your pens going here and get in with these managers and figure it out. But thanks for talking to me. Sure. Well, that was pretty cool. And while I haven't been up to Hoodoo. Uh, again, once things got opened up to get some skiing in, I, I plan to here in the near term, and I'll definitely pop in on the kitchen and see if those boys uh, got plugged back in there. But I found somebody up in the ski and ride school, so I got the good mic out, and we had a little sit down. Check it out. Tell me, in the Monty Python sense, what is your name? What is your quest? <laughs> My name is Dominic Weber. I am the assistant director of ski school here at Hoodoo. So, ski and ride school. Uh, and it's job fair day. So how are you feeling? Um, we are we are always struggling a little bit. And so I was sitting down there and there's every other department's got people sitting at their tables and talking to them. And I'm just sitting there kind of twiddling my thumbs by myself. It, it's uh, it's it's interesting because we have the largest staff on the mountain. Every single ski school across the the country has the same problem and we actually had a meeting up in, in Wenatchee with all the directors and you know ski schools where we have this problem of we have to hire more instructors than anyone else. So, so recruitment is is massive. We have to recruit more than any other department. I mean, we recruit 80 people. And I think the next largest department is liftoffs at like 25. And then the other half is retention. Like how many people end up coming back? Because you, you lose people to lack of interest, lack of pay, you know. And, and so there's just... We have this massive job to try to get as many people as possible, and it's difficult. It's difficult to get enough people, especially when you're at a place like Hoodoo, which is kind of in the middle of nowhere. You know, we're hour and a half from Eugene, hour and a half from Corvallis, hour from Bend. You know, so it's hard to find people because we don't really have a local population. You know, places up, you know, other other areas I I know of, the mountains are just right next to towns, and it's very easy to get people. But mm -hmm. here. Here we, we definitely struggle a little bit more. What's your retention like? What, how, what's your, if you had a core returning staff? You know, you know, 
you know, not to toot my own horn here, but I came on two years ago and I think we were losing about 50%, it felt like. Uh, when I actually remember my, my first year, four years ago, when I was just an instructor, if I think back to that four years, I think there's probably 10 people on our staff out of like 80 that hmm. are, were still from there. In the last couple of years, uh, my, my role as trainer is to not only train people for this job as an instructor, but a lot of what we do is people skills. And it's, it's the soft skills that employers are looking for. So I've been you know, kind of talking with all of our instructors and about how you can apply all these skills at other jobs. And I think we have like over probably an 80 plus percent retention rate this year. So it's pretty decent. I think we're at about 50 instructors already. Yeah. Um, and What's then, a part-time, full-time split there? So we, we really don't even, Hoodoo's so small, we haven't really had a, a part-time, we never really have a definition of a part-time, full-time. I would say it's almost 100% part-time. Uh, you know, 90% of Hoodoo's income comes in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's that's where we really focus on on having a large amount of part-time instructors. We do have a few... Uh, a few core instructors, three or four that are considered full-time or that, that are here full-time, you know, they're here four or five days a week. Mm -hmm. And uh, we try to, you know, give them priority in, in lessons and stuff like that as much as we can. They also, you know, they put in the time, they put in the effort. So you can tell they're a little bit higher quality of an instructor because they're always training or here working, just have more experience. So fully hearts in it. Yeah. Uh, so four, you said four years ago is when you started here? Yeah. <clears throat> or in the leadership position? Uh, no, four years ago, I just came in as an instructor and I was kind of, uh, I was already a level three snowboard instructor when I came here. Oh, okay. Where'd you work before? I was at Vail prior to this okay. and uh, I've been all over the country. I, I, I started in New Mexico, was at Bachelor, was at Willamette Pass, went to Flagstaff, Arizona, went to Shawnee, Pennsylvania, um, then to Vail, then back here. Again. All at ski areas. Yeah. All at ski areas. I've taught all over the kind of all over the country, really. So you say PSI level three? Yeah, a level, well, ASI level three, okay. level one Alpine. So, yeah. yeah, so I was just kind of a lowly instructor when I came here. I, I kind of kept quiet. I didn't say much, but even that first year, you know, Ryan was like, hey, you obviously know how to, you know, you're, you're an advanced instructor. So I started kind of taking out clinics that first year and that kind of shifted into this role of more being the trainer for all, you know, all skiers and snowboarders and coming in as like the assistant director where I now, you know, working on hiring, creating, you know, curriculum, whatever I need to do to kind of make make this stuff work. When do you get started in the fall or do you, or do you have any summer involvement? Uh, no, we got, so basically our kickoff, we like PSI has what we have our Northwest division, uh, meeting in, in the, in, in Wenatchee, which is where all the trainers and the directors and stuff go to. And it's a three day event. That's kind of like our kickoff. That was about early October, mid October. And then Ryan and I have been, you know, three, four days a week been here since then. And it's funny because we were in here by ourselves for the first, like, you know, no one in this building, just us, two dudes trying to start hiring people, getting getting people ready to, you know. You wouldn't know there's other people in the building right now. What is this room that we're in? <laughs> so yeah, we are in the Mountain Cub room. So that's our four to six year old program. And, you know, they have their own kids take a lot more work. Little kids take even more. So they have their own kind of dedicated lessons. You can see the tape stripes on the ground. We got these like straight line parallel tape stripes and then these kind of arrow shaped tape lines. So the kids even stand there in their boots and kind of learn the difference between snow plowing and... Oh yeah, it's a little pizza french fry thing. Yeah, yeah, a little, yeah. exactly. So that, you know, they do a lot of boot work in here and then we call it the 
the, 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 the walk of shame when, when the kids come down with carrying their gear and they're all crying because, you know, their parents are gone. And, and uh, it's always funny to just have to watch these, all these little kids walking down with their gear. Is the guy going to do the stairs? Yeah, 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 well, no, start. they actually use the elevator. We do have an elevator. Oh, yeah, elevator. But, but it's just funny. You always see it's like half the kids are crying and they're scared. And it's just, you know, kids. Yep. So I missed that. I started late. I didn't ski until I was 14. So yeah. I started, I started in Boy Scouts when I was like eight. So yeah. yeah. I still think I probably cried my first few times, but that, yeah. was, that was totally different. I cried my first time when my friends ditched me on the top of Jackson Hole. <laughs> Wow, that's that's uh, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. A ski patrol escort down, mad ski patroller. <laughs> Why are you up here? Yeah, that's that, that's the uh, figured it out. What you got to tell you for uh, snowfall? What's the season? What you got to tell you? What season's gonna look like? You know, I try not to ever make a prediction. Um, one of my philosophies in life is uh, expect nothing, accept everything, and. Um, I've been told all season long, people are like, oh, it's going to be a killer year. It's going to be a killer year. And I'm like, great. If it's going to be a killer year, let it be a killer year. But saying that and then not having a killer year sucks a lot worse than, you know, than not thinking we're going to have a killer year. So, you know, weather pattern wise, I, I you know, it's, we've been obviously Oregon, we're in this weird thing right now. We had a massive high pressure system for three weeks. Um, super uncharacteristic for the valley side of Oregon. You might get more high pressure systems on the eastern side of the Cascades, but people in you know Eugene and Springfield are like, what is a high pressure system? What is this? Why is it so stagnant? They didn't even understand what was going on. Uh, what was your first job ever? First job ever? Uh, my uh, my dad actually owned a mill, so at 12 years old, I was working in the mill, and. Uh, People are like, is that legal? I'm like, no. But when your family owns it, you can have your children in the mill. So, you know, I, technically, I don't think I was allowed to start working until I was like 14. But, you know, I started started when I was 12 in the summers, working in the mill, sorting pieces of wood and things like that. And yeah, that's what I did for several summers. Now you're in the snow mill. Now, now I'm in the snow mill. Yep. Awesome. A little bit different. Well, thanks, man. I'll let you get back to hiring your crew. All right. Appreciate it. Good talking to you. Seriously, Dominic. Thanks for the chat. That was really fun. Now let's check in with one of those prospective job seekers. So here's the van life. Yes, yes. How'd it go? Excellent. Yeah? Yeah. I think I'm going to be a ski instructor and a lifty. Awesome. Yeah. I was a lifty for many years. Yeah, did you work at chair? Uh, I didn't work here. Oh. I didn't work here. So did you work? In Utah and I'm a bachelor. Okay. hmm Yeah. Any yeah. tips? Um, just have fun. Learn from people that have already been here. Mm. Soak it up. Be a sponge. Mm. Uh, and ski your face off. Yeah. I love the vibe here. Be safe and have a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Congrats. Look forward to being part of it. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to leave Hoodoo now. But on our way to Portland, we're going to take a stop and pay for our microphones. Have you heard of White Peaks Technologies? They provide hospitality software for ski resorts, golf resorts, hotels, and much more. All of their products interconnect and communicate using one central guest database to track your guests and better understand your market. We're talking point of sale, property management system, time tracking system, online forms and waivers for your online store, and more. Their software is easy to use, requires minimal training, and is extremely efficient. White Peaks Technologies. Check them out at whitepeakstechnologies.com.
Hello, my son. What have you come all this way to ask me? Wise one, how can I find Snowvana? You must find the deepest blower pal and shred a ripping carve. Get fully barreled as you enter the white room and then send it off the gnarliest cliff you can find, brah. But how can I reach Snowvana before the season starts? Oh, just buy your tickets at snowvana.com. Fish! Doug, fish, thank you so much for giving me that audio file uh, for that radio ad that you had placed for Snowvana, uh, which is where I went uh, back in November and talked with quite a few of the folks. There's a lot of marketing crew, a lot of events crew uh, from ski areas and a lot of other vendors and, and people around. I didn't really speak with them as much as I did with some of the resorts, particularly the, the resorts that are members of our association. Uh, really glad to have done it. And I took with me uh, some new mics. And I'll tell you guys a little bit about the kit that we're using here now and how this is coming together. Uh, I'm using a Zoom H5 as an audio interface and you know the, the piece that I can use uh, out on the road. Uh, to that, I can either take this Audio-Technica mic that's here in the studio and I'm speaking in right now with me. Uh, but I bought some lapel mics also that can plug into my iPhone. They can also plug into that Zoom H5. Makes it super easy. Uh, and that's what we're using right now. And that's what you're going to hear through Snowvana is those lapel mics. Uh, you're still going to hear that ambient noise because we're in a giant trade room hall, but coming together pretty well. Check it out. Speaking of preseason vibe, I'm here in Portland at the Oregon Convention Center at the 2019 Snowvana party. There are lots of the... Uh, regional ski areas here representing lots of vendors, lots of people selling their winter gear and other stuff. Uh, it's a pretty great weekend and you know, all the people are in, in one spot. So I'm gonna walk around with the microphone, talk to some of these folks and, and see what our preseason vibe is looking like. In the Monty Python sense, what is your name? What is your quest? What is your favorite color? <laughs> what is the average wind speed velocity of an unmoving swallow? Exactly. I can go on and on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, then just do that. No, so I'm here with Sean from Schweitzer. Yeah. What do you do at Schweitzer? I'm the marketing and special events director. Yeah, that's not a small job. It encompasses a <laughs> lot of different things, yeah. Yeah, but you made the drive from Sandpoint to Portland yep. uh, for Snowvana. So how's it going? It's going really well. It's been a good crowd. I mean, it's surprisingly an easy drive. It took us six and a half hours. It's all interstate highway driving, so smooth yeah. sailing. Yeah, and there's still a storm happening, so. Yeah, and the so weather tomorrow. was beautiful. We could actually see Mount Hood, so it was a good day to drive. You going home tomorrow? I am, yeah. Yeah, there'll be snow tomorrow. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll excited that. to get home and see the snowfall and get yeah. ready for winter. So let's talk about getting ready for winter. What, What's that entail for you right now? Uh, well, this is our last show, so this is the end of the travel, and now we just get home and get stoked. And Where have you been traveling? Uh, we have been, so we're in Portland now, we've been to San Francisco, we've been to Denver, we've been to Dallas, we've been to Boston. We had our local show in Spokane, just a little bit all over. Selling the heck out of Schweitzer. Yeah. Yeah, and it's an amazing place. People need to go. Um, so what's new this season? What's new with Schweitzer? Well, the big deal this year is we've got two new lifts replacing a... Uh, a legend, if you will, in the, the ski industry, uh, Snow Ghost was our 47-year-old riblet double chair that's been around for a long time. Uh, a lot of good memories, so it was kind of bittersweet to see it go, but yeah. you know, there's a time for everything. So we put in a high-speed quad down on the lower part and a new uh, Skytrack triple on the upper part, and, we're, and then we glade it out about 200 acres all around it, and we're excited yeah. to check out some 
kind of new train that's been for a, been there for a while. Uh, so I heard something about the Snow Ghost chairs. Like, what did yep. you guys do with the chairs after you tore that thing out? Yeah, it was kind of a cool deal at the end of it. You know, we didn't really know what we were going to do. Everybody wanted one, uh, but we decided to donate them all to charity. Uh, we threw out a number of $2,000 per chair. And if you wrote a check to a local nonprofit for $2,000, we gave you a chair and we sold out 80 chairs within a month oh. and donated $160,000 to local charities in the Sandpoint area. Oh, wow. Yeah. And what a keepsake. Yeah, I totally. mean, that's like, that's a family legacy. If you have one of those chairs. Oh, yeah. If you have kids, one of those on your patio kids. or in your backyard, people will know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. What was your first job ever? Ever. First job of doing anything? Uh, getting uh, paid. <laughs> Not chores. Flipping burgers at a fast food restaurant. Yeah. What was your first job at a ski area? Ski patrol. Where? Uh, Wintergreen, Virginia. Whoa. Outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. The whole other side. Yep. Of the place. And my dad was in the army, so we lived in Virginia at the time when I was in high school, and he was a patroller, so he got me into it. And when did you get in Schweitzer? 13 years ago, 2006. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's a long haul. Went there on a road trip, fell in love with it, uh, never left. Yeah, ski bump, you ski bump, you. Cool. Well, thanks a lot, man. You bet. Throw this together and get this preseason vibe going. And Sounds good. Have a good winter. Happy to help. Cheers. Thanks, Sean from Schweitzer Mountain Resort. Who's next? My name is Nina, and I am the sustainability specialist at Mount Bachelor. At Mount Bachelor, gotcha. You got a big Play Forever booth here. What does that mean for the fine people at Silvana? Yeah, so Play Forever is Mount Bachelor's commitment to protecting the environment and inspiring participation in the sport of skiing and snowboarding. Keep it going forever. Keep it going forever. All yeah. the snow in the hills. Uh, great. What was your first job ever? My first job ever, I was I worked at a rental shop in East Troy, Wisconsin at Alpine Valley Ski Resort. First job ever was at a ski resort? Yes, it was. That's awesome. Started in the industry, stayed in the industry. I love it. How long have you been doing it now? Oh, man. So that was when I was 15, so uh, 11 years. What's your preseason vibe? It's middle Stoke. of November now. You feeling stoked? <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's a delayed stoke. I know like a month ago we had a little rail jam park set up up there and there were a ton of people getting excited and then it all melted and then you know came back a little bit and it's just it's been kind of weird and now bachelor's is going to have a, a opening day opening day opening yeah day, it's going to be we're hoping we're hoping yeah. to open some lifts on opening day uh, but we'll see i think there's a there's a big storm we're hoping to to get on thanksgiving so that's going to be our determining factor yeah. on what we can pull off cool yeah. all right Thank you for chatting with me. Yeah. Have a good winter. Thanks, Nina. You know, back in that introduction to the mountain episode, the first one you listened to, I mentioned that I was working kind of behind the scenes with some of the marketing and other folks throughout the region at the ski areas to kind of make sure we're doing this podcast the right way. I saw one of those guys there at Snowvana and I snuck up on him. Now I'm sneaking up on this guy. Sneaking up. We're already recording. Hey, hey. I'm just sneaking up and we're putting a mic on him. Okay, we're perfect. podcasting. Yeah, we're already right out. <laughs> yeah, okay, right now. Right. He's, yeah. he's famous. You got it. He's famous. Right? Yeah. I saw across the way the Mountain Meadows booth and I saw Mr. Dave Tragathon standing out in the alleyway here in the main thoroughfare, really. 
It's out in the alley. Chat it up with Anna, the marketing manager. And I can even hold the mic up towards Anna. Yeah. There you go. What's going on at Meadows preseason leading up into this winter? Well, we've had a, a tremendous outreach uh, season of getting out into the market and talking to people about Meadows. Uh, coming off of, and I just got to say, summer was amazing. We had so much great momentum coming off of summer. All the events that we did in summer, seeing chairlift rides and the hiking. And everybody was just like excited. We've been building Sahali, the first phase of uh, our, our new uh, Meadows Learning Center and restaurant and convention and wedding facility. Uh, so that is phase one is done. Phase two will complete it in time for next ski season. But just a whole lot of energy and excitement in between, you know, last year and this year. And such great response from people, you know, investing in, in season passes, value passes. Here at this show, five-time passes, ten-time passes. We know the market is ready to get up and do some skiing and riding this year, and we're excited about that. Yeah. We've got a strong team at the mountain, too, repairing rails and boxes and painting and grinding and... The groomers have been out uh, pushing snow into piles and getting ready to put those into our dump cat trucks and uh, just deposit that on the hill as soon as we're... So there's enough of that now. You guys are farming snow now. There's we have been farming there. snow since yeah. September when we got the snowstorms in September. Yeah. So I know that's a big deal for you guys. Tell us, for, the, for those that don't know, what, what are we talking about here? Uh, we took some uh, Piston Bully snow cats and fabricated, the guys from our vehicle shop fabricated dump truck beds and installed those on the back of the snow cats so that loaders could fill the dump beds and the cats can drive it up on the hill and then deposit the snow there to make snow for people to come and ski and snowboard on and to fill in some of the blank spots that don't get the natural snow. And filling it with the parking lot snow. Exactly. Yeah, big open parking lots, catching snow, yeah. not open yet, so yep. it's, like, it's a farm. You it's got a it. It's yep. a field. Huge amount of snow acreage, and in the past, we probably wouldn't consider trying to open unless we had 40 or 50 inches of natural snow. And now through the harvesting program supplemented, we've opened with as little as eight inches of natural snow on a preview weekend or limited basis. Maybe it was just buttercup. But by the time we get up to a foot to a foot and a half, we're usually opening up Mount Hood Express and then you can get to Shooting Star because the upper part of the mountain usually has a lot more snow than the lower part of the mountain. The big challenge is how do you connect the two and snow harvesting has been taking care of that for us. Yeah, yeah, innovation needs. We've got three of the dump yeah. trucks now too, cool. dump cats. Yeah. So how are you feeling about the, the outlook on employment and, and ready really to great. open? We've got yeah. some great candidates and some great returning members, strong new team members. Everyone's excited and just the vibe of the new team. We had orientation and it went really well. People are chomping at the bit to come up and work. Yeah. And uh, what was your first job ever? First job ever? Ever. Well, I picked blackberries as a kid and sold them to my neighbors for 10 bucks a, a bucket. Not a lemonade stand. <laughs> no, I went, I went for the, I'm straight Oregonian girl here. I went for the blackberries in the neighborhood. What was your first job at a ski area? Communications, working for Dave Tragathon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, down in our, our Portland sales office. The Clackamas office. sales office Clackamas. at the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was nine seasons ago. Oh, yeah. Coming up on the decade. Yep, yep, I am. Yeah. Dave, what was your first job ever? Ever? Ever. It's job season time of year. Yeah, I guess it was, uh, I, I got paid for picking dandelions, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, my uh, my uh, sister owned a resort up in northern Minnesota, and I would spend my summers working there, uh, filling the pop coolers, cleaning out the dance hall, uh, raking down the uh, the beach, uh, cleaning up campsites. So I kind of got into the hospitality business kind of young. I have a similar story right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. What was your first job in the ski industry? Uh, working as uh, a sales rep for Purgatory Ski Area in oh. Durango, Colorado. It's a four-corner sales manager. And uh, it was a time when uh, Purgatory was building a lot of condos and they needed someone to work with the local community and assure people that we just weren't interested in bringing all these people from out of town, that, that our locals were the most important part of the Purgatory experience. So, um, so how long ago was that? That, oh my God. Uh, Making him do math. Questions. Yeah, yeah Matt, that was, a, it, it's literally getting almost uh, 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, life yeah, yeah. great. I've been at Meadows for 25, so Meadows 25th for 25. season. Yeah. yeah, that's the long haul. It's a testament to how much snow we get. Yeah. They have a marketing guy that's around for 25 years. <laughs> uh, well, I know I plan on spending a lot more time uh, up there this winter. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome, Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Snow farmers, berry pickers, dandelion pickers, bunch of hunter-gatherers over there at Mount Hood Meadows. I love it. Hey, it wasn't all business at Snowvana. Let's check in on the frozen t-shirt contest. Hey, all right. What we have going on over here is a frozen t-shirt contest. They're giving people a balled up frozen t-shirt and the goal is to uh, get it cracked open, unfolded best you can over your head and become the winner. I think the winning tactic in the frozen t-shirt contest is uh, not to worry about thawing it. You're not gonna thaw it out. It's not gonna happen. You just gotta peel the corner, slam it on the ground, beat the crap out of it. And that's how the first person won while everybody else was trying to thaw it. If I've got a pro tip for you, that's it. You're not going to thaw out a frozen t-shirt in a frozen t-shirt contest. People were shoving it down their pants, front of their pants, back of the pants, up in their armpit, acting like they had hours to get that thing thawed out. It's not going to happen. You're going to crack a fingernail breaking this thing open. It's just the way it goes. That's the pro tip. Who's next? Ah, Timberline Lodge. My name is Ricky Hauer, and my quest is to have a job where I can ride powder. And where's that at? At Timberline. What's your job? I'm the marketing manager. It's not a small job. No, not at all. Yeah, Timberline, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening at Timberline these yeah. days. Yeah, year round. Yeah. Always busy. But you're here at Snowvana. Here at Snowvana. Uh, with your whole marketing crew. What's going on here at the, at the, at the T-Line booth? Well, so our whole marketing crew of two of us, uh, we're just redeeming passes realistically. Uh, this this event for us is all about you know making a positive brand impression, and then trying to reduce lines around Christmas break with people picking up their season passes. So yeah. that's what we're here for: have good times and fun, and then get people on the hill as fast as possible once it starts snowing. What's Timberline most excited about for the coming winter right now? This winter or, or the future? What's what's Timberline? What's going on over there? Well, we got some big news that we're not announcing just yet uh, that we're really excited about. But I mean. Currently, right now, we're just getting ready for a standard winter yeah. uh, moving forward. The big announcement. What's well, the there's a little stuff in the news that's not, I don't need your big announcement because there's already stuff yep. out there about 
you know, potential summit ski area in Timberline? Well, connectivity is, of course, a big project that we're looking at, uh, but this is something that's not even in the news yet. Um, so that will be coming soon. December, I think, we'll announce you it. You tease. I'm, I love teasing people. <laughs> but currently, right now, we're just looking at, like, a, a regular standard winter operation, but also planning next summer mountain biking already because we'll, we're looking to have a full summer of mountain bike operations. And we're, we've had meetings here at Snowvana with some other ski resorts about, about mountain bike stuff. So winter's not even open yet and your head is in next summer. That's how you gotta be when you're open year round. You got a big job, man, I told you. Uh, what was your first job ever? My first job ever was actually at Timberline cleaning toilets. Yeah. So if, the, if you're stepping across the pond of lily pads and the first lily pad you stepped on at Timberline was the toilet scrub, mm -hmm. what was, what's your chain of lily pads that got you to where you are now? So I started as doing Monument, which is, you know, the janitor job. Uh, I moved over to parking lot, uh, which is, you know, just parking cars. I went to Ski Keep after that because you can make a lot of money from tips and Ski Keep. That was a very lucrative high school position for me. And I got into, uh, did some F&B in between, did some night work up there. I was the, worked in the rental shop after that, all the way up to uh, assistant manager. And then the events position opened up in the marketing department eight years ago, nine years ago. And after that, I just kind of worked my way up in the marketing department to become the marketing manager. So I still do, basically I do events, promotions, social media, general brand marketing, graphic design, everything under the sun that kind of has to do with selling our brand to people and getting people to, to come up and experience yeah. Timberline. Yeah, you know lots of ins and outs. You've been across the board up there in I, lots of places, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been there a while. So it'll be, it was 20 years in no, on the 11th. It was my 20th anniversary of working at Timberline. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. a veteran at this point, awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks for chatting. We're all looking forward to a good winter, and Timberline should be on everybody's list. I am excited. Yeah, come on up, check it out. It should be a great season leading into a great, gigantic summer of Timberline Freestyle Facility, mountain biking, regular summer skiing, and also planning winter at that time. Yeah, yeah, it never stops. You're always, you're always looking ahead. Cool. Yep. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, no worries. Now, let's hop the eastern border and check in on Idaho again. At Silvana, I spotted across the room the Silver Mountain, uh, Idaho booth, and you guys drove a long ways. Yeah. Yeah? Cool. So t what's your name? What is your quest? Why are you here? Uh, my name is Gus Colburn. I'm the one of the marketing coordinators at Silver Mountain, and we're here to try to get people to come to Silver Mountain. Where the heck is Silver Mountain? It is in a small town called Kellogg, Idaho. It's about 2,000 people. Yeah. It's an hour east of Spokane. What does Silver Mountain used to be called? It used to be called Jackass Ski Bowl in the 60s and 70s, and then it changed to uh, Silverhorn, and then in 1990 it changed to Silver Mountain. Since 1990? Yeah. Cool. What is the preseason vibe over in Kellogg? The preseason vibe is always good. We're trying to open it on Friday, 29th. So Friday, six 29th. Days, six days from today. Well, the weather's going to turn tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to get some snow this week, uh, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, we're at least going to have Tubing Hill open. You guys also have, not winter related, but uh, quite the water park. Yeah, we have a huge water park. It's the biggest indoor water park in Idaho. It's about the size of a football field, a little bit bigger than a football field. We got a bunch of water slides, we have surfing. And we have a little, sort of wave, a little wave pool? Yeah, and then we have hot tubs upstairs with the bar. Ah, yeah. I didn't catch that when I was there. Yeah, I didn't catch that upstairs hot tub bar. <laughs> oh, is it open in the winter? 
Yep. The water park's over there. It's always 84 degrees. So go ski and then go, ahead, the go ahead the hot tub and the water slide. Yeah. All right, so something interesting if you've never been to Silver Mountain, um, access to the mountain. Tell me what the, how you get up and ski. How do you actually ski once you get in Kellogg? Okay, so uh, first off, you take I-90. Once you take the exit, you go 30 seconds away from the highway, park the car, get on the gondola. The gondola is the longest gondola in America. Three, uh, three miles. And so you, it takes you straight from the village up top. Because you go over the town. Like you're riding the gondola. It's not skiable. Yep. There's not skiable. You're going over the city. Yeah. To get access up to the mountain. Yeah. What's the, I don't expect you to know the number off the top of your head, but what's your top elevation? Uh, 63. 63. Yeah. And the gondola unloads you in the, in the, in the lodge, the restaurant, yeah. and you go from there. So yeah, it goes inside the building. What was your first job ever? Uh, my first job ever was actually at Silver Mountain. I was busting tables for uh, a banquet. So it was Edward Jones banquet, and I was 15. And I came in like a couple of days before the banquet because they were shorthanded, and then I was busting tables, yeah. washing dishes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. First job at, so are you from Kellogg? Yeah. 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 I moved there when I was eight. Uh, I was born in uh, Bend, Oregon. Sure. Cool. I'm reverse. I'm from Idaho and I live in Bend. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for chatting. Yeah. And finally, I saw a guy who I used to work with back when I was in operations. So I just grabbed a friend that I saw crossed. Uh, across the way here at Svobana. Uh just gonna walk as we talk with me. We're gonna leave the loud space and we're gonna go find the quiet space. Uh, I used to work with this guy. Long time. I still, still kind of work with this guy. Uh, not that long, but kind of long. Uh, 10 years? In, 12 years? In, in operations, when I was running around as a young lift operations manager, uh, this guy was a supervisor of the ticket access, the ticket checking crews. Uh, I've seen him unstick a snowmobile. I've probably seen him stick a snowmobile more than I've seen him unstick a snowmobile. Uh, and then he left uh, that mountain and he went up and worked at another mountain in the in the region uh, up at Whitefish. And now he's a receiving the receiving manager at Mount Bachelor. Yes. And his name's Dan Spezza. And hey, buddy. Hey. <laughs> What are you doing here at Snowvana? That's uh, the receiving guy at the the consumer show. What the? I, I am doing a little bit of everything. It's uh, pretty normal for me. Driving the box truck so they can get all their stuff here. Well, and you're, back. you're used to events too. Because well, when yeah. you went up to Whitefish, what were you doing in Whitefish? Uh, my first year, I worked in the events department. Um, and then I made the switch over to offsite activities coordinator, which was awesome. Uh, selling activities, rafting, cat skiing, dog sleds, snowmobiles, yeah. all the fun stuff. Um, yeah, and in the ticket department, so. So you've been in lots of areas of resort. You've, I have. You've done different things. Yes. Uh, to yeah. see inside and outside, and uh, that's why I was excited to see you across the, the show hall here, because um, I'm trying to talk with folks about what preseason is like and how these things are going. And you have a job that is largely unseen by guests and I would argue staff. Yes. Some staff, not all staff. I mean, there's plenty of people that have to interact with your work, but there's right. plenty of people that have no idea uh, that you're a guy and that's, that's a thing happening. And that's the warehouse where basically, I guess, everything that comes to Mount Bachelor, you touch, you're the yep. logistics guy. Comes through me. And out, I mean, everything. lots of ins and yep. outs. Absolutely. 
it's a lot. It's a lot of product moving. Um, a lot of long days, but. What is your, so it's November now and you're just preseason ramping mm -hmm. up. Um, aside from busy, think of like busy holiday time, busy winter when people are there. When would you say you're busiest in the year? I am probably busiest in the spring and the fall. Why? Because we're in that switchover time period of everything new for retail for the next season is coming in. Um, we're changing menus for F&B, so we're getting new products and everything for the resorts coming in to start a new season. Yeah, so the shoulder seasons, yeah. the switchovers, gotcha. Yep. When you're in the summer, so this is my favorite thing to get asked uh, by people when, uh, who don't necessarily know that summer planning, there's much work happening in the summertime leading up to the next winter. Yes. Um, so you get the question, what do you do in the summer? Like it's the reverse hibernation season when it's not yeah. for a role like you. You're right. actually kind of, so with those summer operations you were talking about, and you guys have a restaurant going, and, uh, what is summer like for you? Um, it's, it's a lot of driving a box truck up the hill, delivering food to a lodge at 7,000 feet. And it's not at the base. Not at yeah. the base. Yep. Uh, about a half hour trip up. At, Five, 10 miles an hour, nice and smooth. Taking what up? Uh, food, beer, wine, liquor, anything the restaurant needs to operate. Yeah. So, how big is your crew in the summer? Uh, it's about four people. What's that like versus winter? It's about a quarter. So, you're ramping up a lot more in yeah. the winter? Yeah, I've probably 12 to 14 total. Just in, in logistics, get, get Just getting in the them out supplied with all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, I've got 12 to 14 people in the winter and four, including myself in the summer. So it's a little, it's a little crazier in the summer for me than in the winter. Yeah. Seasonal logistics jobs versus the stuff that the yep. FCs. That's, yep. that's interesting. So, um, in the summer, how far in, how far into the winter is your head in the summertime? When are you turning? What are you doing in the summer that's influencing the winter ahead? Um, everything from, sourcing products that restaurants are going to use to reorganizing the warehouse to stock more items so we've got them on hand to you know it's i'd say at least four to six months out in my head at all times and that goes <laughs> the same in march looking into the summer too yeah pretty much uh i just reminded myself of um an oversupply maybe not an oversupply but i mean you're in a warehouse and you if you've got to think in the now and also into the future. Uh, I remember in the springtime, there's, depending on the events that come, um, there's a lot of salting to keep that spring snowpack happening. Yes, there is. Um, and that salt <laughs> has to sit somewhere until the park crews and the, and the slow maintenance departments are able to come get it and use it, right? So yes, I'm assuming it's absolutely. sitting with you. Most of it is with me, yes. So that stuff's taking up space and while you're mm -hmm. also trying to intake other stuff for yep. summer and doing stuff so it's yeah. it's not just put this in the warehouse pick it up take it somewhere it's yeah. shuffle it around it's, the warehouse six or seven places while yeah. you're it's a tetris yeah. game yeah yeah in a, six or seven different places in a couple days it's <laughs> you know by the time by the time a pallet of salt comes in and then leaves it's probably lived in about 15 to 20 different places on a pallet on a pallet yeah so, so how 20, how skilled are your forklift drivers uh, we, we've got to be good, but it's, um, they're, they're 2,500 pound pallets. So 
they're definitely not light, but they're, you know, they're, they can do damage if you're not careful. So gotta be good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a super interesting job that people don't necessarily know is there. Uh, all right. So what's your vibe for the winter ahead? Preseason vibe. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm ready. Ready for some snow. Yeah. I'm ready for it too. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come up and see you someday when we really go in depth. If you want to uh, really show me around the warehouse and show me what that job is like, I think it would Absolutely. be pretty interesting to get that behind the scenes peek. Definitely. All right. Well, go back into your uh, Mount Bachelor booth, the receiving yeah. event uh, tickets operations yeah. guy. All right. About right. I, I like it. <laughs> Follow that chair on now. Come on out to that red line. How y'all doing today? Good, how about you? Oh, it's living the dream, you know. It's another beautiful day in paradise. Here comes that chair, guys. Yeah. Enjoy. Chairlift thoughts. Inspired by Goggy Foggles. I tend to overthink things. It's no secret. And I did just that last week while I was attending the National Ski Area Association's Western Winter Conference at Squaw Valley. When I wasn't sitting in a conference room, I got some good skiing in. And I also got some editing in of this episode, which had me listening back to the audio I had recorded at the job fair at Hoodoo. And I heard that conversation I had with the woman living in her van who got the job as a lift operator and teaching lessons. She picked up on that I'd been in this business for a while and she asked for some tips. The tips I gave her sucked. I said to have fun and to be a sponge. What the heck did I mean by that? I should have talked to her more. So I'll lay it out here. I'm a huge fan of new information. That's what I meant. Learn from the people who have been doing it longer than you. Ask them questions. In training and employee orientation, you got the basics. You check the boxes. You made HR happy. But learning doesn't stop there. If you really want to succeed in these jobs, you got to seek out new info. Ask questions. Absorb it. Have you become a master shoveler or tower pad adjuster? Go ask your boss where they bought those shovels or those tower pads. Did they switch suppliers recently? Why? Where did your tools come from? Ask questions. It works with your coworkers too, especially the times when they may have some low level coworker drama going on and they want you to pick a side. Number one, just stay out of it. Go take a ride break. And number two, if you gotta gossip, make sure you have all the information hint you don't you won't so stay out of it and again go take a ride break and for those of you in leadership positions what i ask myself all the time is do i have all the information if i'm making a decision that will affect the budget or sometimes someone's schedule or job i want to know if i know everything there is to know about the situation and so do you ask questions seek the new and the true and then go take a ride break. That's your chairlift thought for the end of this run. Let's do a little housekeeping. Housekeeping. Thanks, Van Lifer. We should probably get a safety huddle session going here. How about one of you patrollers give me a call? Let's talk about tree wells and deep snow immersion. That's a good idea. Hit us up. Podcast at pnsaa.org.
Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so the next episode comes up on your feed. And now it's time to leave those five-star reviews also. Let's do it. See you next time on The Mountain. Mondays. Metal Mondays. Oh man, taking me back. Uh, Six o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. (laughs) Suburban blazing trail up to the mountain to get it open. Uh, Good times. I'm Goggy Foggle.